What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, And as always, I'm so glad that you've decided to listen again this week to another conversation. And we say this every week. Every week we are sitting down delivering real conversations from real people like you and I that's about their grind. Now there's different individuals that grind a little differently. So every uh, conversation that we bring you is going to have a little diversity, a little flavor to it, right? So we're going to bring all types of conversations each week and we're mixing it up uh, going forward. We're not just going to bring you the same type of conversations. We're going to mix it up a little bit. So get prepared for some fascinating conversations. I'm excited about the people that we have uh, joining us here on Behind the Grind. Now, with that being said, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we have done something new or we've added an addition to the Behind the Grind uh, podcast, and that's on every Monday. Yes, every Monday. Get ready. Get your notifications set. Every Monday, I'm going to be dropping what is called the 10-minute commute. That's 10 minutes. Just jump on, listen. You don't have to necessarily listen on Monday. You can listen on Tuesday or or Wednesday, whatever day you want to listen, right? But we want you to tap in right here on Behind the Grind Podcast where I delivered to you some inspiration, some motivation, or however God leaves me to inspire you, right? And we just drop that every Monday. Every Monday, get prepared to listen to a 10-minute commute. And we're going to do that as long as we can. You know, I don't know if we'll continue it on or not, right? We're not going to scratch somewhere where it's not itching, right? We're going to deliver that to you. If you find value in it, please tell others about it. If you don't find value, yeah, you won't hurt my feelings, feelings, (laughs) I should say. Uh, But my goal is to bring some value to you. You know, we've gotten so much negativity all over the world. And it's my goal uh, to bring what uh, I feel God has led me to do, to bring some level of inspiration or pick me up or some type of uh, motivation to get you going. So that's what we're doing for you on Mondays. And like I said, we'll do it as long as we can. Um, If you like it, we'll keep it. If not, we'll get rid of it. But the most important part is we like for you to tune in. We'll still have conversations here on Behind the Grind each week, Fridays. We will be dropping that conversation, these real conversations. So keep uh, visiting us here on Behind the Grind. Now, with that being said, um, I have a a great guest in the uh, Behind the Grind seat this week. Uh, This guy comes from my hometown. He recently moved uh, to the big, great state of Texas, right? And so uh, 
we have a conversation, my guy Mike Lewis out of Flint, Michigan, out of my hometown. We sit down and we just chop it up. We just go there. And my man knows about being under the, uh, I should say, he, he knows about being in the lion's den, right? And so we have this conversation. He's got a book that is coming out. And so we dialogue a lot about uh, what it takes for a leader, right? How a leader is developed and how it's cultivated and, and the things that they go through, right? And I thought it was an interesting conversation because some of the things in our life, we think that these things that come in our life are meant to curse us or to tear us down. But sometimes God allows us to overcome, right? He allows us to bounce out of those situations. He allows us to grow out of those situations. And so what we find is what we thought was meant to 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 stop us or, or, or barriers that were put that looked like they were challenges. They were only making us stronger. They were only making us better. They were only sharpening us. They were only putting us in a position to be a better leader. Because in some cases, these experiences is not our, even our experiences. These are experiences that we experience for others, right? So that, that others that come through, we are able to provide uh, an answer. So don't knock your, 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 situation right now. Don't knock what you're going through. Learn why you're going through the situation right now. Pick up whatever it is that God is trying to show you in that situation because ultimately, I believe a lot of the things that we go through are tied to other people's destiny. And if you're a person like me who loves to serve others, uh, it is only fitting that we find the solution out of those uh, the, out of these tragedies, out of these crisis moments, out of whatever we go through, whatever challenge we go through. So that's enough of me uh, uh, rambling about it. But uh, let's get into this conversation with my guy, Mike Lewis, here on Behind the Grind. Let's get it. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I'm back at it again, and I'm so excited uh, to, to bring a guest back to the, uh, well, I shouldn't say back here. It feels like we've, we've talked before here on the Behind the Grind, but uh, I'm bringing a guest to the Behind the Grind chair, a guy who knows a little something about entrepreneurship, knows a little something about leadership, a man of faith, a man that knows a little something. Um, so I'm going to take this time to introduce you to my guy, Mike Lewis. How you doing, Mike? Man, I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Enjoying this, uh, I guess I call it tropical weather here in Texas. It's, <laughs> it's different than back home, you know what I mean? Back home, yeah. we'll still be enjoying some below zero, but I'm at least pushing, I don't know, 50, 60 right now. It'll probably be up to 80 later on this afternoon. So I, no complaints, man. No right. complaints. Don't How you been? In. I've been good, man. Don't rub yeah, it in. You yeah, know? I have to. But listen, <laughs> listen, last time I rubbed it in with uh, uh, our boy Sean, man, I think a few weeks after that, we had that winter storm and he was cracking up at me. I said, man, I blame yeah. this on you. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk yeah. about how you guys doing with that. I mean, what part of Texas are you you, you in? We're in we're in Houston. We're in Houston. Okay. We're actually okay. uh, on the outskirts. We're, we're in a um, city called Richmond, Texas, right? Okay. Which is you know, not too far from Houston, but oh, yeah, man, definitely. the entire, the entire state got hit. It was, it was okay. crazy, man. It was crazy. Okay. So, wow. but we're doing good. We're doing good. That's Everything good. is back to normal. You know, uh, lights are yeah. back on and water's flowing and people, uh, feel like they can live again. You know what I mean? That's so good. it's, That's it's good. all good, man. 
Well, uh, I, we were definitely praying for you. Um, you know, as I, as I mentioned, we're both from the same state of Michigan, actually same yes, hometown of, of Flint. Uh, yes, but sir. I'm in Georgia now, too. And so, I, you know, when it hit Texas, you know, it, it put the it put the, the thoughts in my head that I, I might need to go back to my Michigan ways. Right. And, and make sure I'm stored up <laughs> yeah. and, and know how to yeah. get out of snow yeah. if something like that happens here in Georgia, because it's. Oh, man, you know, we definitely had it. to go in survival mode. Definitely yeah. had to, man, you know, because yeah. again, you know, back home, you're used to it, right? It's, it's right. like, oh man, right. it's what we do. You can, just, you can pivot, yeah. <laughs> right. Here, bro, like there's there's no there's no cushion, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Just like, right. without, like, you can be sitting in the in the living room watching TV and just, wow, everything hit. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, it's just a little <laughs> bit of dandruff on the, on the ground. What y'all doing? You know what I mean? We okay. <laughs> dude, don't even cover your toenail, man. What y'all tripping about? <laughs> Well, no, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. That's Different, but cool. <laughs> Different, but cool. Well, again, we're glad you're safe. But uh, let's get into it a little bit. Let's introduce the audience to you and, and, and tell them a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you, you do and some of the things mm -hmm. that you're into right now. I know we brought you on today to talk a little bit about some leadership, uh, but just tell the people a little bit about your backstory today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to uh, be able to be uh, in your company, man, honestly, because it is it is always a humbling experience um, to to be able to share, you know, information, yeah. be able to share yeah. a platform with like minded individuals, like minded leaders that yeah. can um, uh, that has a heart to to, to impact and, and help people. So. Um, that's really the foundation of who I am. You know what I mean? My, yeah, my heart yeah. is to serve, you know what right. I mean? And so, so coming from Flint, uh, I'm no stranger to, to, to the challenge, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, no stranger <laughs> to the challenges of, of things, but I did have an opportunity to grow up in a household where I have both parents as an example. Thank God for that. Um, right. a lot of, a lot of us can't say that, you know, right. and even to this day, I can still glean from the wisdom that my father and my mother continue to share with me. But, um, yeah. really it's, it's just, I'm just like everybody else. You know, my background right. is that of education. I was a teacher, uh, okay. for six years, started teaching when I was 19, believe it really? or not, man. And I uh, became a principal at 25 back, back home and, uh, did that for several years, wow. did that for several years and wow. learned a lot. Learned a yeah. lot about working with people, uh, mm -hmm. what true leadership really is, because for so long we 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 fall under this this notion that leadership is about uh, telling people what to do, right? Instead right. of leading by right. example and really gleaning from the wisdom that people already have to make right. the organization as a whole better. So it was just some things that I I was able to learn, able to implement. Um, that really put me in position to experience some of the things that my wife and I are experiencing now. As you stated, um, you know, we moved here to, to Houston. Uh, it's going on two years now. Going on two wow, years. Time in, is in August, time flies, man. <laughs> time flies. <laughs> and uh, the things that God has, has allowed us to do in the midst of being here uh, is, is really, really humbling because it forces us to be in a position where we cannot take any credit for it. Right. So the pressure is mm. off of us and we just put, right. put it back on God and say, Hey, look, you sent us here. Now you got to do what you do. And, you put and us out here. We just, yeah. We just got to be obedient to it, man. So yeah, I, I man, I, I'm just enjoying life. You know what I mean? Again, as, yeah. as a, a, as an educator, as a, a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a husband, yeah. um, 
you know, and I'm enjoying life, man. I'm enjoying life. So, yes, sir. Author. That's good. To, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an author. So, you know, just one day at a time, man. Yeah. <laughs> one day at well, a time. Well, definitely. I've definitely seen, you know, seeing the the, the, the blessing on, on your life there. And I'm looking at you there in Texas and, oh, and, I appreciate and you know, it, the things that God has continued to do. And, yeah, we want to get into talking a little bit about that book uh, before we end this conversation in some shape or form. And, and actually, we can kind of flow with that a little bit as we're talking because mm. I'm I'm intrigued. Actually, let's talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> with the title, you know, yeah. this, this title of this book that's launching or coming out soon here. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, man. Listen, the book is called The Lion's Den. Okay. And, yeah. and here, here's what's interesting about that book. <clears throat> as as it unfolds, as I'm writing it and 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 really just pouring my heart out onto the pages, what I what I finally yeah. come to grips with and I, I finally realize is that this book is actually 13 years in the making. Um okay. I had to go through some things, right? I had to go yeah. through some some yeah. fire, man, that that allowed me to be in a position that I'm in today. And when I say in a position that I'm in today, I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here rolling on stacks, right? But my right, mentality right, right. is much different than it was several years ago. And so I right. call those experiences the lion's den, right? And what's okay. interesting okay. is that we all know um, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, he was thrown in the dens and that boy made it out alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so as I was as I was really really contemplating writing the book, and I'm and I'm honest about that, I was contemplating writing it because I share some okay. personal experiences in there that, mm. for the for the sake of conversation, and for the mm. sake of my integrity, I had to make right. sure that names were omitted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But I mm -hmm. also had to tell the truth about the experiences that I had to endure because right. until the other side of a story is actually depicted, people are going to conjure up right. their own perception. And so Left for 13 years, yep. oh, absolutely, man. So for 13 years, I lived in this lion's den of people assuming one thing that wasn't the truth. Right. And so this lion's den, this book, this lion, the lion's den is really about capitalizing on life experiences to build character, because that's really what it is. When you're in the lion's den, you can look at it one of two ways. One, this is going to take me out or two. Yep. This is this is for the purpose of propelling me forward towards destiny. And that's really right. what this book is about, to, to learn from the experiences that you had to endure not necessarily right. sweep it under the rug, but go back and revisit some of those things because it's oh, those things yeah. that are hindering you from moving forward. And so I show you how to yeah. do that in this book, right? And so it's really three right. parts to the book, right? You have part one, which is entitled The Roar, right? Because usually okay. in the roar, <laughs> like. you know, in the lion's den, the very first thing that you're going to hear is the roar, right? You're going to hear mm. those lions looking at you like, ooh, like we got fresh meat, Right. And so I show right. you how to acknowledge the roar and be able to still maintain your mentality in the midst of it. Right. And then the second one, of course, we call that the clause, because even okay. though you have principles to live by, I think it is it's a huge misunderstanding to assume that although you're in the lion's den, you won't get some scrapes and some bruises. You are going to experience mm. some pain. You're going to experience some, mm. some scratches, right? You, you may have a lion try some to take misses. a nip at you, yeah. Yeah, but, but you have to be willing to endure those things. So I show you how to escape the claws of the lion. And okay. then the third part Love. is called teeth, 
right? So you have roar, claws, and teeth. And again, to build upon the the, uh, the second part of the book, understand that just because you're in the lion's den, just because you you know you've learned some principles, it doesn't mean that every once in a while you may get caught in the jaws of of that lion, and you have to learn how to pry those things uh, off of you. So that's really what it's about, and it's exciting, man. It's exciting. It was difficult to write. It was. Yeah. It was very difficult to write because again, I had to first and foremost expose myself in a lot. Ah of the yeah. things that I had to endure, right? And again, it is yeah. so many times we go through life and we mm-hmm. try to hide behind this smoke screen of we've never mm-hmm. had to go through anything, right? Or right. we've always right. been this way. But right. the reality is you had a part to play, right? <laughs> right? And that's right. one of the chapters of the book. You had a part to play. And it's really just acknowledging what part you played in this yeah. overall process of the lion's den that you experienced. And so it's going to be a game changer, man. It's, it's definitely going to help a lot of people. And yeah. um, But I tell people this all the time. Information is just that. It's only yep. information. Mm-hmm. It's the application of the information that is actually going to change your life. And so right. it, it, don't don't allow this book to be just another book that sit on the shelf and say, hey, I got my copy. No, I want yeah. you to digest <laughs> this material because right. it's not something that I read in the book, per se. Right. It is. Like, right. This is life. This right. I live this. Right. 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 I've had to endure the lion's den and right. enduring the lion's den propels you in your thinking to say, okay, I've endured this lion's den, but I understand that the experiences in this lion's den was for yeah. the purpose of enduring the next lion's den, right? Yeah. We're going to go through them for the rest of our life, but you just Man. have to be able to capitalize on the principles of each session or season. And so right. you can make it out of the next one. So it's a, it's a, it's definitely a game changer, but it's going to challenge the reader. It's definitely going to challenge the reader. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get my hands on a copy. I, I again, the, it, man. The, 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 yeah, man. It, you know, the, the title is uh, intriguing. Uh, and what you just described there, of course, we don't want to give it all right now, obviously. <laughs> get the <laughs> book. You, get the book. <laughs> get the book. But but it, but what you just described there, it is so is so true. You know, um, many times we can give theory, we can give <laughs> thoughts about different things, but um, you and I can and definitely can attest to this. Uh, you know, some of those uh, stories that we read, wrote, uh, read in the Bible, or, or different <laughs> theories that someone taught us. When you actually have to live those out, like you said, and apply them, right? It comes to life, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, and, it, and and not only does it come to life for you, it, it brings revelation to you, but then it becomes a story that God writes for you that then you can then turn around and bless somebody else because, you know, just you unlocking and being vulnerable, it's going to unlock something for somebody yeah. else, right? To be open and to be vulnerable, to, to deal with some things themselves. You know, a lot of us Absolutely. have gone through uh, some different things and sometimes, you know, we don't want to go back and, and, and challenge those things or, or deal mm-hmm. with them, right? For the, whatever necessary needs that we need to deal with them for yeah. in order for us to be, you know, successful. And, and, and a lot of times for us to be successful and to move into the places that we want to, we have to deal with certain things or, or we have oh, to absolutely. face certain things, right? We have to face <clears throat> absolutely, certain man. It's, it's just like It's just like going to college, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, although you've learned certain things in high school, there are certain there are certain courses that you can't bypass when you go to Come college. On. They're prerequisites, right? And so it's the same <laughs> thing with life. Like you experience prerequisites in order to actually attend the classes or qualify, if you will, to attend the classes for your major, right? right. And so it's the same thing here. And and one of the things that a lot of people avoid, and again, this is going back to identifying that that barrier that's holding you back, is a lot of people 
they cringe at the the thought of revisiting things that happened to them in their childhood because a lot of people don't understand that a lot of the things that people are experiencing right now is directly connected to what has held you hostage from a child right so i give you a prime example in the book i talk about this um one of my greatest challenges up until man i would say probably 21 22 okay. yeah roughly 21 okay. 22 years old was i battled with low self esteem i mean it okay. it destroyed me <clears throat> and although on the outside externally like i was i was good right but internally yeah. behind closed doors i was shaken yeah. i was broken and so I had to revisit. I, I literally had to go on a journey and say, where did this come from? Right? right. It did not come from my household because, again, my right. parents taught me to value myself. They showed me right. exactly how to look at myself at a high at a high level, not be you know above anybody else, but in high regard based on who God has created me to be. So that That's wasn't good. the issue. Now, yeah. what was interesting, though, is that although they taught me that we go mm-hmm. through these phases where uh, 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 people have a tendency to speak things into you. And if you accept it without having a self-awareness, then it it, it tends to take root. Right. So even as a young kid, and we talked about this before, you know, I went to Pearson elementary, right. Yeah. And and again, going (laughs) to Pearson elementary. (laughs) Yeah, man. So it was like going through Pearson though. Like I was no stranger to the ridicule. Right. Like I used to tell people and I tell people now (laughs) I I had these, uh, what I call the Chucky glasses, right. Chucky from Rugrats. Right. Like I was up in this boy like, ah, right. And couldn't nobody (laughs) tell me nothing. All I knew was I could see all the way down like two blocks, but but the crazy thing about it is I, I, I began to experience a different a different uh, dynamic or effect of having those glasses when people start calling me things like pop bottle eyes and, and just oh, four wow. eyes. Right? right. So as right. a little kid, yeah. as a little kid, you have to process this. Well, that's not what right. mama or daddy called me. Like, right. why are you calling me that? Right. Right. And so, you know, in in. When we were growing up, we used to call it panning, right? Now today they call Talk it bullying, it. <laughs> and yeah, and they go to right. an extreme. They, they with give it, it a now. more nice term now, but growing yeah, up, in yeah, print, right? You know it I mean? was panning. Like, like, like you can expect and it, was, it was serious. To get in the toilet. It was serious. It was it was a norm of life at that point. You know, it, it, it was. Yeah. And yeah. so, but here's what's interesting, man. And I talk about this in the book. Although it was <laughs> a way good. of life, and it and it and it began to tear away at this level of confidence that was destined to to be at some point, the way that I would cover up the low self-esteem is I would clap back real quick. Like I was quick Mm, with it. You talk about me, like you don't want to get into a panning session with me. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't come for me, but you going home crying. I'm coming for you. You know what I mean? But behind closed doors, that was a smoke screen. It was just like, man, I don't want to talk about people because I know how it makes me feel. Right. Right. And so it was like a coping mechanism moment most, you know what I mean? Trying absolutely. to wow, man, absolutely. You it was, it was, it was a coping stuff. mechanism. And here's what's interesting. Somebody asked me years ago, not too long yeah. ago, as a matter of fact, why I have a tendency, not from a, you know, I guess a, a belittling standpoint, yeah. but I have a tendency even today to look at circumstances or situations and in the midst of them, I always laugh out loud. Like it's an interesting thing that I'm aware even at yeah even at this point like this is how i respond like if i look at a situation that appears to be just like Mm. insurmountable right like i have a Mm. tendency to laugh out loud or i chuckle or i smirk right okay and so what i began to understand is that is 
it's a defense mechanism, if you will, but it's also a reminder that the situation is only temporary, right? So it's okay. a way for me to 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 be able to cope, but it's a way yeah. for me to be able to plow through at the same time because okay. whatever that is, whether it's uh, finances, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, I identify that with a roar, uh, right? And so mm -hmm. when I identify that as the roar, then I'm like, okay, how can I silence the roar so I can continue to to claw my way out and 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 climb out of this lion's den? Because it's right. coming. Eventually, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to look into the eyes of that lion, <laughs> and one or two things gonna happen. One, he's gonna enjoy me as lunch, or I'm a I'm a bow. I'm gonna hit right. him real quick, and I'm getting out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's it's that it's that mentality. It's that notion that a lot of people are afraid to to really deal with right from 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 a from a development standpoint and that's what leadership is all about like you said before it's really to serve and help others right that that's really what it's about man we go through what we go through for the purpose of building someone else up and you experience that you acknowledge that and you live in that in those lion dens moments right you understand like, oh my goodness, man, this that I'm going through is so much bigger than me, right? Like, <clears throat> and, I can, and I can share this story now because I've, I've been able to overcome it and, and come out on the other side. Like one of the things that I denied for years prior to getting remarried was the effect that my divorce had on me, right? I, I denied it for years. And, and it's funny because people ask me now, like, how were you able to remarry well, what was interesting was I knew that I wanted to be married, right? I grew up in a family home, so I knew that I wanted to be married. But at the same time, I knew who I was looking to be partnered with as a wife, as a husband, as a wife, right? And so so my wife now, when she came along, I was just like, there she is. Like, I knew, you know what I mean? And, and it's crazy because, again, though, that's a lion's den experience because we, we talk about that in the book, right? When it comes to relationships, sometimes you have to know what relationships are toxic enough where you can cut the umbilical cord. Because what happens is leaders are able to identify that you're being fed or you're being malnutrition because you're actually connected to an umbilical cord that is toxic, right? Like you're, you're being fed toxic toxic nutrients all day that's an oxymoron toxic nutrients but you, you're being fed this stuff all day long because you refuse to cut this umbilical cord and unfortunately a lot of people are being held hostage in this lion's den because they don't want to let people go not understanding that in order to let them go or in order to get out you got to let people go that's just, yeah. that's just the man, reality this is of good, life. Man. I mean, so you're touching all those areas in this book and I can obviously relate to a lot of what you're saying too. You know, obviously I was married before and, and, and remarried and God did the same thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, these experiences that we go through, man, I, like, like, like I want to reiterate that, you know, sometimes we don't understand them. You know, they're not always, they don't always feel good. They're, they, you mm -hmm. know, they have pain attached to them and all that good stuff. But in some cases, it helps. It helps yeah. build us. It builds character, like you just said. It's help refine us. It's almost like it helps refine us to make us better, yeah. and then to have that wisdom for others that uh, that we can share share to. So, so with that being with that being said, oh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know. Um, let's let's kind of go back. You know, I know you've been a leader for quite some time. You mentioned earlier that you have been a principal at the age of twenty five. That's that's amazing. So with yeah. that being said, as a leader, man, man. How, how, 
what 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 would what advice do you provide to people that are probably currently in leadership um, and, and need to you know mm-hmm. uh, to, to to become better at leaders? Well, what are some things that you can share with us? Yeah. One one of one of and that that's a phenomenal question, man. If you hear the, the toys in the back, the kids oh, man, they're, they're awake now. We're on Central Time, so like, yeah, they 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 live Saturday um, morning. But one of the one of the things that I yeah, man, Saturday morning they don't watch cartoons like we do. They just make noise. So so one of one of the the hardest things I will say it this way: one of the most challenging things for me to learn mm. quickly when that opportunity was opened up as being a principal was my title was irrelevant. I had to understand that really, okay. really quickly. My title is irrelevant. People are not attracted to you oh. because of your title. They're attracted to you because that of again. the gifts that Say God that has placed again. in you. When, <laughs> yeah, man, when people are not attracted to you based on your title, they're attracted to you because of the gift that God has placed in you. The challenge, however, is not being aware of the truth that it's your gift that makes room for you, not your title, (laughs) right? It's the gift that makes room for you. So that was a very hard lesson for me to learn because, you know, we go through school, we get these degrees, we get all these accolades and all these pat on the back. But the, the challenge with that is once you receive those things, it ceases to be your potential. That was one of the things that my mentor shared with me years ago. Once you receive all the accolades, that no longer qualifies to be your potential. Therefore, now you have to go to another dimension. A lot of people, uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of people think, you know, levels and all that. Like, no, man, leadership is about going from a new dimension to a new dimension, right? But the challenge and the 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 fun part of it is this: you can't go to another dimension without helping someone else elevate in their purpose. That's true leadership. Right. That's true leadership. Therefore, (laughs) the spirit of leadership says, get yourself out of the way because it's not about you. And so when you recognize that everything you do, everything you do is for the purpose of uplifting and building someone else up to be who God has created them to be. Right. And by default, God is going to take care of you. And that's how that door was opened up for me to become a principal at 25. Right. And that's what I love about what God is doing through me because of the simple fact that I can't take credit for it. Right. And and I, I love and it's so humbling, man, honestly. But I, I love how God has done it for me, because what I didn't say was that when I started teaching at 19, even when I became principal at 25, when God opened up that door, he opened up that door for me to do that without my college degree. Right. And so from my perspective now, it was very difficult for someone with the title, with the accolade to say, you got to have this, got to have that. You got to be this. You got to be that in order to qualify, if you will, to lead people. God said, no, not, not, not true. Right. I want to open up this door. There are some things that I'm injecting in you that I need to be exposed. Right. I need to be. And when I say exposed, like I needed to release some things. And I guess (laughs) I guess looking back at it now, I was so young and naive to the point where I was bold enough to be who God has called me to be. Like I I was looking for validation. (laughs) I had it. I had to have it, man. I wasn't looking for validation because I already knew that God said it's you. 
yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, I remember. So you weren't I remember questioning this the, so, the call at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember so clearly, man. Like it just happened. Uh, my very first week of being a principal, mm-hmm. and it was it was mind blowing, man. Because remember, here I am, at that time, nineteen year old kid, working alongside instructors that in my opinion were top of the top yeah honestly man elite i'm talking 20 plus years experience right and so when god opened up that door for me to be the principal again i i I can't say i never questioned it but it was only questioned for a split second yeah honestly it was only questioned for a split second because even to this day you would never find a submitted application for me applying to be a principal the founder (laughs) of the school came to me and said I've been praying about this. You are our principal for next year. And and honestly, that was the very second that I questioned it. I, I sat back and I said, like, sure? huh? <laughs> I said, huh? He said, no. He said, you're my principal for next year. He said, I'm so confident of it that <laughs> you can start as soon as the school year starts, right? That's favor. So I'm like, okay. Wow. So from that moment. So no, no, it was, it was like, it happened just that fast. So from that moment, I said, okay, Lord, if this is you, you're going to have to do this, mm-hmm. right? And so the very first challenge, believe it or not, even in leadership is people questioning your right. authenticity. Right. Right. So how'd you handle that? Yeah. How did you handle that? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Listen, I, again, I was so, <laughs> I was so naive and young to the point where I was up for the challenge mm-hmm. from a criticism standpoint, mm. right? Now, mind you, the, the journey Again, that that took place as a result from that 19 year old to a 25 year old kid. Right. That journey was was filled with self-development. Yeah. That journey was filled with understanding who I was in him. Yeah. Right. And so that built a level that built a foundation in me that was like unshakable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was unshakable to the point where you can bring someone in with a Ph.D. and my confidence and who God created me to be was just like, yeah, you about to get trampled, homeboy. Wow. You know what I mean? And it wasn't from a competition yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knew what I knew what I heard. Right. right? Yeah. You were convinced so in your call. Yeah. I was, man, I was convinced. Yeah. I was I was I was like, okay, this is me. This is what I've been praying mm-hmm. for. Because I I I started out on the journey of seeking my purpose when I was 19 in college. I'm like, Lord, what am I here yeah. for? Right? What am I here for? And I would never forget. Never forget, he showed me a vision. And people still today like, yeah, right. I'm like, listen, just as clear as I'm seeing you right now, Rod. Listen, man, I saw myself speaking on revolving stages in front of thousands of people wow. at 18 or 19 years old. And it scared the mess wow. out of me. It scared the mess out of me. Wow. And so I knew at that point that my assignment was much larger than being local. And that's why I said before we got started that even moving here, I knew it was about deployment, not employment. Right. Right? It's just the narrative being played out. I saw it in Technicolor. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know how when we grew up, we would see those Looney Tunes and we just like, (laughs) yo, like that, that boy, you know, like you looking back, like looking back at it now, like the 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 image was kind of kind of cloudy. You know what I mean? Like Bugs Bunny right. looked like he got a beard and he a rabbit. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, you, but you look at it now, just like yo, they done upgraded this, like this HD color right here. And so I was able to see the Technicolor of purpose when I was nineteen. That clear. That clear. That clear. Yeah. Right. And so everything that I've done. Up until that point, any offer, any opportunity yeah. that was presented to me, mm-hmm. and I share this with my with my kids all the time, mm-hmm. 
any opportunity that was presented to me from that moment, I knew it had to be in alignment with purpose. No matter how lucrative it was, I knew that if it was not in alignment with purpose, with what I saw, yeah. it was not beneficial for me. So hold on, right? Hold on. And, and I, so you, you, yep. you would, I'm sure you were getting opportunities and different things that were coming at you, but you, you, you would turn opportunities down focused on purpose. Is that what, is that what I'm getting? I had to. Yeah. Wow. I had to. Wow. <laughs> I had to because, because what I saw was so clear, yeah, right? Yeah. It was so clear to the point, man, where, listen, when I, when I tell you I experienced it, mm -hmm. right? It's different when you can just see it, yeah. but when you experience it, it becomes you, right? And so I literally, I'm, I'm looking at myself on a revolving stage and I experience purpose being pulled from me. Mm. Right. Like I experienced it literally being like, like even now. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you know, this even as a speaker, man, when you, when you're in your lane, mm -hmm. when you're in the zone, you can feel people pulling on you. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's the same thing here at that time. I'm like, this is different. <laughs> I'm at home. I don't get tired when I do this. Wow. Right. Like you can get tired checking in on somebody else's clock and it's nothing yeah, about, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. nothing wrong with, with, with a job, right. nothing at all. Right. We need those to be able to maintain it and, and provide for our families. Right. But when you know that, you know, that, you know, right. that God created you for something wow. greater, it's a different, it's a different level of boldness that comes. Right. Wow. And so, and that's how it was for me. And so the very first time that I was challenged with that passion and with that belief, like, are you really ready for this? Mm -hmm. It was, it was perfectly orchestrated, man. I'm sitting in the office, young man, 25 years old as a principal, very first week in this new responsibility, didn't have a clue <laughs> on what I was getting ready to do. I just knew that I had something greater to, 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 <laughs> to fulfill, right? And so a parent came in, very, very highly respected parent came in and he sat down in a chair and he had an open door policy with me, even when I was teaching his, his son, Okay. but he came in and he sat down and he gave me that, like that OG look, right? And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, how you doing, Mr. So-and-so? He said, let me ask you a question. You know, he set up and, you know, he crossed his legs. I'm like, oh, he about to drill me. So he says, what makes you think you're qualified for this responsibility? Woo. And the interesting thing about it was I knew what he was saying. Yeah. Therefore, I didn't take it as a direct hit yeah. or direct insult, yeah. if you will. Right. It was more of, are you ready for the assignment? Okay. Right. And so I remember clear as day when he asked me that question, I said, well, Mr. So-and-so, I didn't put myself here. Mm -hmm. And I that said it just response. like that, dude, 25 years old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I said, I didn't put myself here. I said, God saw fit for me to be here. Cause something needs to happen at this wow. moment. Wow. And he wow. sat back. I said, okay. <laughs> he said, you have my support. And I kid you not from that day, from that day to the wow. day where I no longer was a principal, that man stood by my side. If anybody said anything contradictory to what was, was for the purpose of moving that school forward, he was the one that stepped in and said, no, nah, hold on. No. Like he was that guy, right? Yeah. It was yeah. mind blowing, man. It was mind blowing. So it's, but it's a part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of the process. And I knew for me that that was necessary because again, remember 
I'm a 19 year or 25 year old naive young man, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. there still was some some notion to be big headed, like oh, I'm the principal now. <laughs> like, mm, no, let's bring you back to size real quick, right? Right. right and so right. thankfully, you know, I thank God that that was the first week of me being a principal because from right. that moment, what I decided to do was acknowledge the fact that I don't know what I don't know. Okay. Right. Yeah. And as leaders, we have to understand that. You know what you know, right? but you don't know all that there is to know. That's good. And so what, yeah, so what God instructed me to do was to tap into the wisdom of those that were there way before me, yeah. right? I think so that, that's what I did. I think that's really good. Yeah, you go know, I'm, I'm sure we got some young listeners out here that are in, in leadership roles like that. I think, I, I mm-hmm. think you, I want you to kind of expound on that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, being a young leader, sometimes you, 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 you know what you know, but then at the same time, how do you balance, you know, you know, h- handling that with older uh, people that you might mm-hmm. lead or around? How do you mm-hmm. handle all of that? Man, the Bible tells us <laughs> to seek wisdom, mm. right? The Bible mm-hmm. tells us to seek wisdom. And, and, and it also, it also reminds us that when we associate with people, that are living a life of principle. And I, and I want to paraphrase it just for, for our young listeners, right? Yeah. It tells us that we need to be, <laughs> we, we need to be in the company of wise counsel. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. when we're in the company of wise counsel, they, they, you hear them, they get, so we're in the company <laughs> of wise counsel, then God himself will begin to chip away the barriers that's keeping us ignorant. Right. Right. And so ignorance and this and this is the thing for all the young listeners. Here's what I want you to understand. Never get offended any longer when someone says you're ignorant. Okay. Mm. Use that as a stepping stone to say, okay, I'm void of understanding in this area. What do I need to do to no longer be remain ignorant? Mm. Right. Because to be ignorant simply means that you're you're in darkness like you can't see. Mm-hmm. what needs to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to go into an abandoned house at night and just run full <laughs> steam ahead. Why? Because you can't right, see anything. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Even even if you know that house like the back of your hand, nobody is fooling us, foolish, fool enough, foolish enough to go in and just run full steam ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I look right. at, listen, man, I look at our kids sometimes <laughs> and they come down here, man, and they just cutting corners like bow, 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 right? And I'm just right. sitting here like, bro, last time I seen that was on Mario Kart. Like they ain't like they ain't, <laughs> like no filter, right? Yeah. But when the, when yeah. it gets dark and those lights go off, they yeah. they they like this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's the same thing here, man. Yeah. As as leaders and mm-hmm. as as developing leaders. I was going to say inspiring leaders, but as developing leaders, it's critical to understand that leadership is an unending assignment. It's an unending journey. It's an unending mission, okay. right? And so if you if you come into this dynamic, mm-hmm. this assignment, if you will, from that perspective, understand mm-hmm. that there are people that have gone before you. Yeah. Again, we were talking about it before. The things that we've experienced is not for necessarily for us, right? right? Therefore, there's people that's been put in position that has experienced some things that we can (laughs) learn from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So all that you know... Well, what you know is what you know, but all that you like, it's not all that you need to know, right? right you know what right. you know, but what you know is not all that there is to know. Right. You can always learn more. This is why I'm an avid student, right? Yeah. My wife, 
my wife like cracked on me one time like when we first moved here because like i had literally bro like 12 or 15 boxes in the garage Boy, and they were all books all books and i'm just like well like how you think i got you like i'm smart yo. <laughs> Yeah. But, but no man it's just like i'm man i'm an avid student man yeah. i'm an avid student i watch my mentor yeah. and i watch how he was able to impact millions of people right and so i asked the question what was it yeah right what mm -hmm. was it and there were some things that he shared with me but one of the most important things that i grasped from that was mm -hmm. his quest for knowledge his quest ah. for wisdom right, right. and right. so he went from reading one or two books a month to three to four books a month to like six or seven books a month. Right. And so I said, okay, well, I have to build up to that. Yeah. That's a lot. Man. <laughs> but, but what was interesting <clears throat> is that the more that I put myself in front right. of the right people right. and in front of the right information, I became right. hungry for it. Right. right. So even today, when I'm reading things or if I go a day without reading, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so now I read about four or five books a month. Oh, so wow. for everybody okay. right now that's in, in the leadership assignment, yeah. please, please, please never as busy as you are yeah. serving people. Yeah. Never, never Stop. omit the necessity of Learn. developing yourself. Read yeah. on a consistent basis. Right. There's so much information yeah. that we don't know that yeah. is necessary in order for us to effectively lead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, again, like, for example, um, communication, yeah. relationship, right? right? right. I needed to understand how to work with all types of people. Right. So I would read books <laughs> like personality plus, right? Yeah. Cause I knew yeah. how I was, yeah. right. But how do I work with somebody that just wants it's it their way and no completely other way? different, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it was interesting because when I read that book, um, and I began to apply it. That's again, what allowed me to go to each and every teacher and say, yeah. okay, Ah. you have this experience you have this experience what do you think we need to do here what do we need to do here what yeah. do we need to do here and how can we incorporate that into the into the organization as a whole right. i looked at that school as an organization as a business not something that was like like a school was not just a school for me it was yeah. a business right yeah. and wow. so when when the responsibility was handed to me to change some things, right? Mm -hmm. We were our our student body population, man. It, it was it was roughly around forty five to fifty students, like okay. whole. Okay, right. So okay. we were we were like we were crumbling. Okay, right. Okay, and so I'm just like, <laughs> how in the world am I supposed to do this, right? <laughs> and I will never forget. I will never forget. I read in a book one time the necessity of networking. Mm. Right. Okay. And it was talking about, it was like different negotiating skills and things of that nature, but the power in networking. And so I said, okay, how can we get in the community to let people know that we exist? Right. right? Because the people knew that we were there, but the word of mouth was not enough to oh, actually so you, keep us moving forward. You had to actually develop, wow, develop the school as well. So you weren't, just, you weren't just sitting there being a principal. You had to actually oh, grow. Oh, man. It was, wow. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. The first year and a half, mm -hmm. thankfully, thankfully, God really spoke into me and he said, listen, <laughs> I need you to do your part in developing your team. Yeah, that was my focus the very first, you know, year and a half. Right. And so I knew that 
you know, I, here's the thing, man. There, the team was strong enough where I could walk away and it would still flow. Okay. But there were some things. Now, now watch this. Remember, I said that what you go through is never meant solely for you. Right. 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 So remember, I was dealing with low self-esteem. Okay. As I'm sitting in the office, here's the key. <laughs> as I'm sitting in the office and I'm praying for direction. Right. <laughs> I'm praying for direction, like, no, Lord. Some... <laughs> what is it, man? Like I, I'm like I'm like all right. What, what you need me to do? I have no clue, right? <laughs> but here was the thing that was brought back to my to my mind, mm-hmm. and and it was like I'm I'm not joking when I tell you this. It was clear as day. The question was, do you remember what your challenge was as a child? Mm-hmm. That was the question. Remember, I told you a lot yeah. of things revert back to your childhood, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, it was low self-esteem. So I went on a quest and this is in the book, bro. Like I had to, like, I couldn't share this before, but now I can. Right. Right. So I went on a quest to just listen to the conversation of the team. Mm -hmm. Listen to it. Right. Mind you, this team was in place for 20 plus years. Oh, wow. Right. Some of them (laughs) since the doors open. Oh, yeah. Some of them since the doors open. So imagine yeah. Being a part of a team where the entire city and, and state was looking to be a part of this, this school to now you see this thing going downhill mm. and you've been here all along. Like that's going to affect you differently, right? See, Especially wow. when your heart is to actually teach and do what we did, right? Right. right. So when that question was posed, I said low self-esteem. So when I started to listen to the conversations of the teachers, I knew that that was a major issue, low self-esteem. Wow, the Holy Spirit but, just dropped but, that to you, man. That's, wow. Oh, man, it, it, was, it was amazing, bro. That's why I'm saying, like, as leaders, a lot of times, we we overwork ourselves, not understanding that God has already charted the course, right? right? And if you really just tap into him, he's going, it, it, the Bible tells us, he will direct your path, right? Mm-hmm. He will direct your path. So, what was interesting, I'm about to tell these boys to go in, the, in their you? room in a minute. So, so what was it? Boys, go in the room. So what was interesting was this. When I became aware of that, when I became aware of that, I said, okay, Lord, how do I develop this? How do I cultivate this? Right. right? How do I show them? And this again was a realization of purpose for me. How do I show them how to cultivate the potential that you've placed in them so they can still fulfill purpose? That's why in, in life, right? It's very, like, if you, if you ever go and you watch any of my content, you will see that all of my videos end with when you're living in your purpose, there's no such thing as competition. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. That came from the understanding of what my purpose in is, is in life. My purpose is to cultivate potential within okay. purpose. That means that God sent me here on this earth to literally snatch out the imaginary mirror that's been placed in everybody, show you a reflection of who you really are, place it on the inside of you. So now you can become who you've been created to become. That's my assignment. So when I begin to understand that, man, you, this, you see what I'm saying? yeah, this has been good, man. This has been good, Mike, man. You know, the, 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 the lessons, yeah, the lessons that we, we were going through and the things that we're talking to talking about is so appropriate. 
Um, and just really, because right now, I'm, I'm really on this kick right now that we're, we need real true leaders right now. And, and this is yeah. part of the conversation that I wanted to have. And a lot of us, uh, I think there's a lot of people, a, a lot of people have, um, you know, put a lot of stock into, uh, you know, other people to delete them and to get things accomplished and get things done. But the truth of the matter is God is probably crafting a lot of us and we don't know what we prepare for. We don't know why it looks like it doesn't look or match like what what is on the, the, the description, the job description, yeah. per se. You know, yeah. obviously, we use the, 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 the story about David. The job description required him possibly to wear the armor, to wear all of that kind of stuff, because usually when you go into battle, you got to you got to look this way. But he was uniquely selected and called for that moment. And I believe right now we have so many leaders and they don't understand what they've gone through. Kind of going back to what we talked about before, the things that we've gone through. We don't understand all of these things that we've gone through, but there's position us to step up at a moment like now for leadership. You know, I know, you know, our stories are similar in the aspect of we've had moments in life where, you know, life hit us and life happened. Right. Whether we were a cause of it or not a cause of it, it did happen. But we learned how to bounce back from it. And right now we're going through a major crisis right now with everything going on and people are panicking. They've never some people have never experienced certain things. Right. So, you know, it's time for us to share. How do we bounce back? You know, I think about us coming from Flint a lot, you know, and I share this with a lot of different people. You know, we even kind of talked about some things like this. Some of the things that we went through, though, they may have been hard, you know, back in elementary school being clapped on and, and being talked about, though they may have been hard and they cause scars and they ain't healthy. But sometimes it prepares you with a little more tougher skin, you know, as you get older. You know what I mean? Even the, the, the whole situation with the water crisis that Flint had years ago. Yes, that was a crisis that was focused on a city. But it's, it's people that have bounced back or bouncing back out of that situation that are prepared for a whole country and a whole world that is panicking over a pandemic. Right. So we, we can't you know, we, we, we got to understand that, yes, these things happen. Yes, we got to go through them. But maybe these these are test moments, prerequisites, as you call them, to, to prepare us, to prepare other people, to bring them out of situations that they're going through. You know what I mean? Like, again, I, I just talk about all the things that we go through Flint. I remember, you know, back in the day, the General Motors left Flint a long time ago, right? We saw jobs leave a long yeah. time ago. This this ain't new. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We, yep. We, we, we've yep. seen all of those type of things happen before. So when crisis come, don't let's not act brand new. You know, I'm not saying us per se, but we, this is the yeah. time for us to help people who've never experienced, you know, yep. things before to share that, you know, there is there there is another side to this. There is. We can come out. We can overcome, you, you know, learn from it, understand, adjust. But we can come out of these different things and and, and put things together. So don't don't you minimize know, what, what you've gone through and, and just throw it under and, and compare it to somebody else and say, well, they, they had this experience and I had this experience. This doesn't match. And I, I, I even use like, you know, there's times where, you know, sometimes coming out of Flint, you know, there are a lot of people who had single fathers growing up. Right. And so sometimes you're like, well, I can't relate because I had just like you. I had my father in the house, but I still you know what I mean? <laughs> there is something yeah. that <laughs> there is something to, to that, that I have my own story. And even in my own yeah. story, I have to share, you know, my story doesn't match everybody else's story. I'm uniquely in, in, in position for, for the story that God has called me to and for the people God has called me to. So, man, this this man, is some you, good you stuff, said, man. You said something that just reminded me again. And I and I've and I've quoted my mentor a lot. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and to this day, you know, you you, mm -hmm. you become <clears throat> leaders understand that 
you have to be connected to mentors. Mm-hmm. You have to, right? And one yeah. of my, my, my mentors shared this with me. He said, in every problem is a hidden solution. Mm. In every problem is a hidden solution. Mm. You brought up Flint, for example. Yeah. Right? My wife and I were just, we were just riding just the other day. Obviously, you know, when they had the winter storm here in Texas. And yeah. We <laughs> and immediately, man, I'm telling you, immediately, the Holy Spirit dropped something in me. And I asked my wife, I said, and, and I, <laughs> I can share it with you offline. I'm not okay. at liberty to share the <laughs> Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But an idea was it was literally just injected, man, to the point where it says, where did I get that from? Yeah, I know you just <laughs> gave me that, but it was the experience of going mm-hmm. through the water crisis. Come on. Right? It was the experience of going through poverty. It was the experience mm-hmm. of being in an environment that, in my opinion, Flint is a diamond mine that just has to be minded, right? Yes. But it was living in an environment surrounded by people that were mm-hmm. smiths, right? Matrix. Mm-hmm. They were smiths that were just falling in line with what they saw other people do. And they didn't understand that they were being trapped, right? So when we talk about, like, we have a lot of people that, you know, that to this day, die hard GM. Right. Die hard GM. Right. And Come I, on. <laughs> knock it. But understand this, man. Like you said, GM left a long time ago. <laughs> it left a long time ago. Again, it does not mean that it cannot provide some source of sustainability. Right. But what was in GM is no longer what it is. Right. It's not coming Therefore, back. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? So 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 the interesting <laughs> thing is this is as leaders, again, going back on that principle, being able to understand when a shift in environment is taking place. So as leaders, we must be able to identify, okay, something is happening. Lord, give me a solution to this problem. He because puts the here solution. Is yeah. mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. When you're obedient to the solution that he's giving you as a leader, you will never have need of anything. Mm. It's, the, it's interesting. By default, lack is taken care of because you are yeah, obedient this. to the solution that he's given you to a yeah. problem that exists right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Every yeah. business, every business has a solution. Every yeah. business was started because someone saw a problem. Listen, yep. man, someone got, <laughs> watch this. Someone got tired <laughs> of writing on clay tablets and they said, one day we're going to create something called a pen or a pencil and right. people around the world are going to utilize. This was right. A, solution to a problem <laughs> I, I look at right? this little thing here man this little this thing who who man. thought of the solution hey you're gonna get that those ipods but you're gonna need something to put it in this probably cost but 10 cent to make <laughs> now, 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 watch this. now watch this the brilliancy of that alone right i saw someone post not too long ago the wireless ipods right mm-hmm. or airpods and then somewhere along the line they says we're having a problem. Like, like this was brilliant, man. People were just like, man, you stupid if you buy it. But I'm like, man, it's brilliant. This is what leaders do, right? Yeah. So they said, okay, there's a problem. Everybody can't keep those things in their ears. Therefore, let's create something that would allow you to, to connect a wire 
Under and, and put it around your neck, right? So all they re- like, like it was brilliant, man. All they did was repurpose the headphones. They just yeah. reattached the wire. It's still cordless, so right. you're like, I still, I still got cordless headphones, but now I can keep this this little, you know, little rope around them so, so that I won't lose them, right? <laughs> Like, bro, you just tap right back into, you know, just re- wires. But, but it's, the, it's, the, it's the concept of how leaders think, right? Yeah, they yeah. look past the potential the issues and say, there's there's a solution there. Yeah. And if I can provide the solution, right. I can serve a lot right. of people. You, That's you, what it, leaders do. And I think what really qualifies, and that really, and what we're all saying, and we're saying it all the, the same, but... What it really qualifies you as a leader is when you're able to think outside of that and not be boxed in, think outside of that box. And that's what people, other people who may not have that confidence in themselves, they're looking yeah. around. Well, how are we going to get out of this is when a yeah. leader stands up with a solution or stands up with a, a pointing in them, them in the right direction. And this is how we're going to do it. That is what that is what makes you the leader when you can take on those things. It's not the title. It's not the yeah. role. It's not. You know, somebody uh, giving you, you know, don't get me wrong. I love that money. I love the, the, the corner yeah, office yeah. or whatever that may come along with it. But it's better to be in those roles equipped to handle them than to, to no be in doubt. those roles where you just no you're doubt. sitting in the corner office like, I don't know what to do. No <laughs> doubt. For say. Man, Moses, Moses had no idea that the that the Red Sea would part when he when he lifted. He up did not. He did not. No That's idea. deep. That's deep. You see what I'm saying? He had no idea. <laughs> So, so, but he did it out of sheer obedience. Like it was interesting because there was a story in the Bible that talks about Moses basically conveying to the people. Now watch this, conveying to the people that God was going to get them out. And then he goes back to God and just like, look, I I told him that you were going to do it. Right? Like here's the the interesting thing about that, bro. Like the reality is this, okay? And you just hit it. The reality is this, young people listen to this, Uh, leaders, current leaders listen to this. We as leaders have no idea what we're doing, right? We just have to. We have just the audacity to to figure it out. (laughs) But the thing is this, the thing is this, I heard, I heard uh, Bishop Ivy Hillier say this. He said, God gives you more on your way than he does before you get started. Mm. Right. Okay. That changed my life. That's deep. That is deep. That changed my life because so often we have been conditioned yeah. to believe that everything has to be in perfect alignment before yeah. we move forward. Yeah. But God is like, listen, the end product is already there. All I need you to do is move. Right. That's all I need you to do is move. It's the same thing with my move and my family's move to to here uh, mm-hmm. here in Texas to your move in Atlanta. God says, "Listen, I need you to go to a place that I'm going to show you." I yeah. had no idea what Texas, bro. <laughs> you like you sure? <laughs> all my connections and all my this, that, and the other is here. But I'll go at your word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like I go from you know just wearing jeans and t-shirts, and now you about to put me in a land of cowboy hats and boots. You know what I mean? I'm like. Right. You know, yeah. but no, man, it was just, it, it, that's what leaders are willing to do. Yeah. Right. Even without knowing the dynamics right. of it all. Not knowing it all. Are, yeah. Yeah. Leaders are willing to move forward in full expectation that what they saw is what yeah. they will one day see. Whoo. All right, man. It, this is good. Let's. We're gonna have to end it there, man. And, and we're, no, we're, we'll have to come back and, and do another set on this. This, this is so man. rich. There's, there's so rich on it. But 
Uh, man, this has been good. Good conversation, man. We need to do this more yeah, often, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Anytime, man. I'm, I'm honored to be able to to be on this platform with you, man, because you, you are a game changer, dude. And, man. and I'm going to tell you this, man. Listen, audience, anybody that's <laughs> watching this right now, please, please, please tap into Shiraz content. He He's he's a leader. He is. I appreciate the true, that, man. <laughs> he's the true definition of a leader, man. I've, I've watched you. I remember back home in Flint, right? We were at a, mm-hmm. we were at an event. As a matter of fact, our, uh, our mutual friend, Sean had a yes. speaker. And, um, <clears throat> you actually told me, you said, man, you will as a little brother. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it was interesting because even before that time, I recognized who you were, right? Mm, because I followed okay. your content, right? Okay. Listen, I don't follow everybody. I okay. don't. I'm not saying this. I'm not sure. I'm not, listen to me, man. I'm not blowing smoke. And I'm not saying this because, re- listen, you can cut the recording off and I'll say the same thing. Listen, <laughs> I followed your content and I noticed the consistency in your message. I noticed mm. your consistency in serving, right? And so mm. I said, I need to either directly or indirectly get connected. Leaders, watch this, leaders attract the right people that's true that's true So when i saw you at the event it wasn't a shock but again it's like yeah i've been following this dude wow (laughs) well that's interesting (laughs) you see what i'm saying and so so listen everybody that's that's watching this right now go follow shirai follow his content buy his course like i'm telling you your life will never be the same it's one thing to get the information. It's another thing to take the information that he's teaching and apply it in your life. I promise you, your life will change. So I'm honored, man. I am wow, man. I'm, that's, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. You, man. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. And same here. That's Ditto true. the same way, man. I've been following your content as well. And, and it's definitely been blessing me. That's why I wanted to really get you on here and just chop it up, man. It's really you, been man. rich. Uh, before I go out, I like to have just one uh, fun question before we yeah. go out. And this this is this probably won't be that uh, deep for you, you know. We, we... No, no filter, right? No filter. <laughs> you have to answer real quick. Hey, and look, you, got, look, you have to go back wife, to you. I head it over to the salon so I can be truthful. No, I'm just <laughs> no, it's not that deep. <laughs> one quick question here, right? Uh, you know, and it, these are very random. People call me. You know, sometimes I'm a little random type of guy. So real quick. <laughs> Applebee's or T- TGIF Fridays? Which one? <laughs> Applebee's, man. Applebee's. I didn't, I didn't eat a lot of TGIF Fridays. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I okay. It, but, you know, at the Valley, I would eat it, but I'm just like, yeah. I didn't have enough experience with TGIF Fridays. Applebee's. All right. I had to reach back in the back, reach back on that one and just throw yeah, that out there just to see where, <laughs> see, where, see where you stand, right? But that's all good, man. Not with that response, you won't. They won't. <laughs> but uh, it's been good, man. So, yeah, same here, man. How do we follow you? How do we get connected to you? How do yes, we sir. find? I know the book is, is, is not out quite yet, or it may be out yeah. when we, 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 we um, put this out. But how do we go about getting that, that information? Absolutely, man. Well, you can follow me, of course, uh, on my website, MikeLewisInc.com. That's I-N-C, MikeLewisInc.com. Um, Facebook, of course, facebook.com forward slash Mike Lewis Inc. On Instagram, yeah. Mike Lewis Inc. Uh, Twitter, that's the only thing that's different is Mike Lewis 26. Oh, okay. I did I did that way back when. Okay, um, when it, when and, Twitter came and, out, right? <laughs> yeah, when Twitter came out, right? When, it, when people was actually tweeting. So, 
uh, the book, you can order it at uh, on my website, okay? Or you can go to MikeLewisInc.com forward slash okay. Hear the Roar. Hear the, hear roar. the roar. Okay. Yep. I'll put and, that in the uh, notes. You can order it there as well, man. So right now, um, I'm still... I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I was actually talking to my wife. I'm debating if I want to release it this month coming up okay. or if I want to wait until April, but, um, okay. there's just a, a few, you know, last minute things that I want to make sure that are actually in the book and, um, yep. it's, it, it'll be available, but it is available right now for pre-order. Um, okay. definitely humbling right now, man. Cause people have been waiting and people have definitely yeah. been pre-ordering. Uh, multiple copies, man. So uh, yeah. again, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking man, forward to I'm, it. I'm excited for you with this, uh, you know, with your solo book, man. I'm excited. I love this. The, the, the title, like I said, is very intriguing. The content that you, you just man. dropped today lets me know it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. Thank and so I'm definitely, I, I, I think this one is a good one for young leaders, but us current leaders, I think we need to pull this book out and get this book I think it, it will hit touch so many different things that most of us need to to, to kind of go back and, and deal with as far as yeah. uh, as as you stated it earlier. So um, with, with that being said, we are going to get up out of here. It has been a pleasure. It's been the thing today. The conversation has been hot and I definitely know that there's some nuggets that have uh, been dropped today. Um, if All right, fam, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my guy, Mike Lewis, as we had a hot conversation about leadership. You know, I know most of you who are listening to this program can relate in some shape or form because most of you who are listening are leaders in your own right. Whether you have the title or not, you are a leader. You know, many of the experiences that we go through, the things that we are faced against uh, qualifies us for this thing called leadership. And so hopefully you enjoyed our conversation today. Now, with that being said, I am going to ask for a huge favor of you. Uh, today, I am asking that you uh, leave us a five-star review along with some comments on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. So whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, however you're listening to us, go ahead and leave us a review and go ahead and give us those five stars. By doing so, it will help more people find Behind the Grind podcast. And so we truly hope, uh, truly appreciate you helping us as we begin to uh, build this movement of the Behind the Grind. So um, until the next time, um, until actually until Monday, uh, this is your guy Sherrod here on Behind.